It's the Weekly 80 Podcast here on LovelandTigers.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. I'm Jason Griefer. Normally we're joined by Athletic Director Brian Knatzer, but he's got something important going on today, So, and we'll talk about it here in a moment. So we're joined by Assistant Athletic Director Eric Fry. Eric, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Jason? Yeah, Brian's out at uh, supporting our boys' golf team. Uh, excuse me, our girls' golf team out at sectionals today. Yeah, just getting that started today. In fact, just teed off a little while ago. So let's touch on that. Uh, you know, getting out there and uh, needing to put up some good scores to try to advance the districts. I know, obviously, Allison Roundtree's had a heck of a season, top ten in the league in scoring uh, all year long. Who else are we looking for to step up and uh, try and help the uh, Tigers advance onto the districts? I think at this point, Allison and the rest of our team are, are you know are out there right now. As you said, getting a tee off, and I think Allison stands a really good chance uh, for our girls out there. Um, outside of that, um, we have Aaron Dickman, who, who could put up a good score today. Um, so I just want to wish those, gr- those girls good luck out there at, at Hamilton Elks. You know, that's a tough golf course. And, but, you know, when there's a tough golf course, you know, you never know what can happen. And I think at our ECC golf tournament last week, our girls got some confidence and, and, and shot some good scores. And I think it's going to lead to a good showing uh, today out there at sectionals. Boys golf, uh, what what a season they've had. They finished second at the ECC championships, but win the regular season title. I mean, second title in three years. Oh, boy, what a year for them. Jeffrey Maine, how about him stepping up and shooting 73 for a silver medal? A Joe Jankowski, Aiden Callahan. Well, I tell you, Coach Allen's got to be thrilled with his performance. Yeah, Jeffrey Maine shot a 73. You know, those guys come in ECC regular season champs. 73, Jeffrey Maine shot, and then shot a 33 on on the front and a 40 on the back um to come in with a 73 as silver medalist there and you know what happened there is it came down the king's team is hot it came down to the sixth golfer coming in the final golfer in the final grouping coming in to really determine who was going to win that ecc uh championship And, and kings pulled it out but you know the tigers had enough points going into that and able to maintain to hold on for the ECC regular season championship. So, you know, they're, they're out at sectionals on Wednesday out at Sharon Woods, and then if they advance individually or as a team, they're back out at uh, Glenview. So uh, exciting week coming up for our boys' golf team. And Jeffrey Main, he, he tears up that course out there at Glenview. That's his course, man. Um, he was silver medalist in the preseason, and then he was silver medalist again here in the championship uh, match. So look for some good things, and hopefully the whole Tigers team can advance the districts yep. and get back out there to Glenview. Yeah, talk about him. Like I said, Joe Jankowski, 77. Aiden Callahan, 78. And I didn't even mention Tyler Valley, who's been your leading scorer all year long. Not the result he won out there. Yeah. Did, did shoot an 80, but nevertheless, you've got a lot of depth on this golf team and a really good chance, at least from my, from my perspective, to really make a deep run here in the postseason. Yeah, we think so, too. Tyler get back on course there. He had a rough day at the ECC Championships. You know, I wish my rough day at golf was shooting an 80. Yeah. Um, but, you, you know, but Tyler Tyler will rebound from that and, and do some good things. Like you said, I, I really do think our Tigers seeing a really good chance to make a deep run. We are talented top to bottom. Well, speaking of talent from top to bottom, how about your cross-country teams going out and winning the Kings Invitational? Uh, you look down the board, it's just one Tiger after another at the leaderboard. Sarah Maddox on the girls' side sets so a new PR there. They have four of the best five times in the league. Uh, so we'll start with the girls first. I mean, what a performance there. The depth that they have, as I said, four of the best five best times in the league. Well, they have to be feeling sky high right now as they head towards the postseason. 
Oh, yeah, Coach Nestor has those girls working hard, and, and they, you talk about talent and quick. I mean, these, these Loveland cross-country, you know, we got Emmy Sager that's, that's new to the team, Jesse Gibbons, who was hurt um, some of the season but was a state qualifier last year. Uh, Emmy was a state qualifier last year as well. Um, Ellie Carr really running some good times, and, you know, they go to Terre Haute, Indiana for a big um, cross-country meet uh, this Saturday, kind of in preparation for the ECC um, tournament, which is coming up on the 12th out at West Claremont. We're a couple weeks away from that, and you know, and then into the postseason. So we really see some good things, not just individually, but as a team, uh, advancing on with these Loveland Tigers cross country. And on the boys' side, it said they they won the Kings invite too. They have seven of the top 13 finishers there. Uh, Ryan Chevalier third, Kyle Griffith fifth. Again, on that side as well, just one after another after another, just quality athletes that continue to post results. Yeah, and I think with the boys, I think they're realizing how good they can be. Um, you know, Coach Nestor has them, again, co- you know, he's in charge of both the girls and the boys program, and he has those guys really understanding what the work ethic can do um, come this time of year in postseason. They're really starting to click and, and for lack of a better term, hit their stride. Um, and and I, you're going to see some great things coming from the cross-country guys because, you know, they're in the past, they, they, they were a little slower to start, and then right now, I think we're in our groove. So we'll see some. I think we'll see those times approve even more than where they are now. Well, speaking of teams that are starting to figure out how good they are, of course, your your boys' soccer team. Yeah, they continue to lead at the top of the ECC. They're five and zero. And we'll talk about the league here in just a moment. But I want to go back to uh, this past Saturday, uh, a really tough match against Ma- against Mason. And everybody knows. Mason's one of the best teams in the state of Ohio, and to come out of that with a one one nil loss, I mean, even in defeat, you have to feel pretty good about your team, knowing the quality of competition that Mason brings year in year out, game in and game out. To get to only give up one goal in that, that has to be very encouraging going forward. It is very encouraging, you know. This time of year, where, where you know our sights are set on the league championship and doing what we need to do to win the ECC, but you're also prepping for the postseason. And, and yeah, to your point, when when you compete with a school the caliber of Mason, you know, who's the top GMC and then one of the top teams in the state of Ohio, it, it, it kind of gives you confidence moving forward. It gives you you know recognition when you go into that tournament voting and draw with the coaches, which is this week. Um, and, and in the Sunday, so it's it's a really good confidence booster for our guys. You know, they need to take care of business this week, and you know, get West Claremont to continue on. And and uh, and I think you know our guys are are focused and, and they're ready for the challenge. You've got a one game lead over Milford right now with with as the season's winding down. As you said, he play West Claremont on Thursday. I know the boys won't be doing it, but are, are you looking at the scoreboard a little bit on Thursday when uh, Milford takes on Anderson to see if maybe that you get a positive result there and you can clinch this thing outright? Yeah, look at the scoreboard. We, we check Twitter. We check Twitter, <laughs> so hopefully the Milford Athletic Department uh, – Chris Newton over there at Anderson's updating the score so we know where we stand. We might send some spies out there to check on the score, but, yeah, <laughs> we need those guys to uh, update Twitter so we know where we are. But, yeah, we definitely do that. We do that all the time. And, um, you know, that's, that's the fun side of things is, is just, you know, getting on those other athletic departments and making sure they're doing doing what they need to do so we stay informed. There you go. So, uh, so we'll move to the girls' side, uh, get a nice win over the weekend, 5-1. to one. There over uh, Westerners, Caitlin Andrews. Boy, what what a night she had! A goal, three assists. You play West Claremont tomorrow. 
trying to win to yeah. stay one game behind Anderson there for the ECC regular season title. Three wins in a row right now. It looks like Coach Kelly has them peaking at the exact right time. Yeah, Coach Kelly, uh, if you don't know this, he knows what he's doing uh, when he's coaching girls soccer, and these girls are, are, as you said, peaking, and they need a little bit of help from our rival Milford to knock off uh, Anderson this week and hopefully you know, give us at least a share uh, at the top of the ECC. Um, but, yeah, we need to take care of West Claremont tomorrow, and I think you know, Coach Kelly, uh, among other things, you know, just take it one game at a time, and what we can control is West Claremont tomorrow. So, as you said, Caitlin, I mean, she's on fire. What a great kid. Um, she, she's quick as all get out. Um, she's peaking at the right time. She's a great leader, and, and I think our girls, I think our girls will be very much prepared heading into the postseason. You've got now girls volleyball at the top of the league, so they don't they they don't need some help. They need to take care of business going forward. They've got a, a one game lead with four to go. You've got Turpin this Tuesday, and then a, a big one Thursday. You go to Milford. Looking for revenge there. Milford handed you your only league loss on the year, and they're sitting right behind you, one game behind uh, in the standings. Boy, what a matchup that's going to be on a Thursday. But you've got two really good players, Abby Miller and Bree Saunders, who've shown all year long that they're up to the task, and they're going to need to play their best, I would say, on Thursday especially to get revenge over Milford and uh, try and lock down the league title. I mean, this is a huge week for volleyball. Anytime we go into Turpin, Turpin historically has been atop the ECC. We've battled it out with them, so that's you know we we got to take care of business there. And as you said, head into Milford, and then next week Turpin and Milford actually play each other. So it's a very important uh, next couple weeks in in the ECC and volleyball. Um, Coach Ball has our girls playing hard, has our girls playing well, and and you know focused on this week and what they need to do to win the ECC. And simply, they just need to. Uh, be Turpin, be Milford, and we'll be sitting pretty. There you go. Loveland sitting at 9-1, and one, both Milford and Turpin sitting at 8-2. and two. So, yeah, as big a week yep. as there is. So, best of luck to them. Let's talk about football. Uh, this past week played Milford for the second time in three weeks because of that funky scheduling quirk. But this time yep. around it's back at home, and we had the homecoming parade and everything that goes around that and it, it was nice it was cool to see all the everything that came out of there the pictures the videos and whatnot to see the the support from the community to basically shut down the city of Loveland and have everybody you know come out and uh, support your uh, football program it was really cool to see yeah I want to give you know hats off to all those people involved our athletic boosters who put on this community event it's not practically shut down they shut down the city of Loveland and everybody is out there um, you know, the floats that all our teams, our youth teams are on, it's an amazing event. What You talk about a community, Loveland has it, and uh, they're supportive. Um, what a big week for, for just with homecoming in general, you know, all the events going on. We have our powder puff football, volleyball games, our male cheerleaders cheering on the sidelines on Thursdays. It's, it's, a, it's something like you've never seen before. And then you head into the game on, on Friday and the fireworks show. Um, you know, the, the band's playing, the, the show choir singing. Um, the class of 1969 was back for their reunion there in the stands, cheering. They were one of the loudest groups there. And then our student section. Um, they, it, was just, it was just a fun evening and a fun week leading up to the game. I, asked, I talked to Brian a little bit about that, all the logistics about it a week ago, and I want to ask you as well. Obviously, you're an administrator. You know, you, you, you want to sit there and you want to be able to watch and cheer your team on, but there's a lot of other logistical stuff that has to go on 
to leading up to it and then the, then the day of when you have all this going on. How big of a challenge is that to not only pull it off and then personally for you to be able to sit back and, and enjoy a little bit of it? Well, you really can't enjoy it until uh, kickoff on Friday when, when the game actually starts, you know, because everything leading up to it, as you said, is it takes a community. Um, there's so many different moving pieces behind the scene. And, you know, this is my second year at Loveland. I'm yet to see the parade, but I've, I've cleaned off many floats and, and, and helped organize at the end of the parade. Um, so, as you said, it's just one thing after the next. But when you take a step back and that ball's kicked off on Friday and you look back at a week, you realize you, you had a blast. It was a blurry red-eye week because, you know, a lot of early mornings and late nights coordinating everything. And, you know, but when you see the enthusiasm, the fun that the kids put into it, and, and, and the fun that they had doing it, um, it makes it all worthwhile. And it's leading up to a big week this week in football with our military appreciation. It's another huge pregame that we have going on. Our community gets involved. It's uh, We're excited, you know, to host West Claremont this week for this military. If you haven't seen what we do for military night, we have skydivers, giant American flag, the fireworks, like always, it's, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a great night this coming Friday. Yeah, so a big crowd will certainly be on hand, and, are, and are another really good thing to uh, to honor the military. And uh, what obviously it goes without saying, we obviously love honoring the military any chance we get. But to uh, to put all that together in one night, it, what is it really again until kickoff when you actually get to sit back and kind of appreciate kind of everything that goes into it, and then on top of that. It becomes even more special because we are honoring the military. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's like any Friday. You know, once you kick off, you can take an, an exhale. You know that the skydivers have landed in in the facility. You know the the flag was presented the way it needs to be presented. Because when you put on an event like this, if you screw something up, um, and that's for me personally, if you screw something up, it, it's glaring, and we work very, very hard to make sure that doesn't happen, and, and very coordinated, uh, very scripted. Jake Elfers uh, does a great job. He's our um, facilities manager, does a great job of really scripting out that night and, and touching bases with all the different people um, that are involved. You know, a couple years ago when I was the athletic director at Turpin, they had military night, and two skydivers come in. Well, only one of them landed inside the stadium. The other one landed up outside a park down the road. So we want to make sure that doesn't happen. And and uh, it was it was kind of funny, you know, but, you know, I, I didn't really know what was going on, but, you know, I saw the loving people stressing out about that, and they look back and laugh about it now. But our goal is just to make sure the skydivers land in there and usually don't have to worry about that on a Friday night, but this Friday night we will be. Uh, and then we do a lot, and then once that ball is kicked off, you, you kind of take a, a deep breath and, you know, again, look back and see how great everything was and, you know, give it credit to everybody that was involved in pulling it all together. Absolutely. So Loveland and West Claremont this Friday, kickoff at 7 o'clock, and uh, make sure you're out there early. We'll also have the broadcast here on LovelandTigers.org. Last but certainly not least, I was saving this for the end because, my goodness, looking at what, what your girls' tennis team did this past week at the championship, we, we talked with Brian last week, finishing second in the regular season behind Walnut Hills and wanting to get revenge, and my goodness, you talk about getting revenge. Boy, did that team do it. It, this was a this was as dominating of a championship performance as I can remember seeing at the high school level in a long, long time. I, I, my gosh, what a performance! Oh yeah, you know they come out tournament champions, and you're facing uh, Walnut Hills, who lit the ECC on fire in a regular season. You know 
we talked about it with all these other teams clicking at the right time, and Coach Dara Hudson has our girls clicking at the right time. Um, you know, they're out at the ATP on Wednesday, you know, for sectional play, and we expect big things from our girls um, come this Wednesday. But, you know, shout out to, to, to everybody who had to step up. We had, we had a match that went uh, three and a half hours against Turpin, um, and, 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 you know, come out victorious in that match. And three and a half hours is a long time to play tennis. And uh, on a day that, you know, with the weather being what it was, hot and humid, uh, unseasonably warm uh, last week. But, you know, they just somehow find a way to do it um, come postseason. And just like every one of our teams, that's exactly what we want to do. That's what our coaches are preaching. You know, prepare for this, what you, you know, what you would call the second season. So we're excited about our girls' tennis. They're excited and, you know, uh, expect big things coming from them postseason. I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off the the, the results here. You have Alex Hytree and Babs Dwyer win second doubles. Tess Berman and Hannah Winger finish second and first doubles. Then you have Myra Hodar win, wins the third singles. Grace Hot wins second singles. And then at the top, your workhorse all year long, Anna Svitkovic, she wins the first singles. And the, the result she keeps pouring out is she one of the best individual tennis players in the state of Ohio? Uh, she's right up there. She's right up there. She's one of the best, definitely. You know, uh, I don't know what they have up north, uh, but I can't imagine that they're any better. You know, she is a competitor um, like you've never seen before. So it's one of those. She's, you know, the the nice the nice kid in the hallway, and then when she gets on that court, there, buddy, she's on fire, and she's a competitor, and she puts everything she has into it. And you know, to, to come out, and I think the ECC for those people who don't know, or you know. The quality of tennis in the ECC is unbelievable, and be able to win first singles um, in the ECC is is a quite an accomplishment. So we're excited for Anna, and uh, you know, hopefully Anna has a good showing and, and and makes it as far as she can make it, and, and that would be state, and you know, that's that's our goal with all our girls. So yeah, as far as the state of Ohio, I, I would venture to say she's right up there with with some of the best. Well, certainly we wish her the best of luck. And, uh, Eric, I can't thank you enough for joining us here today. What a banner week it was in uh, Tigers Athletics, and hopefully we can continue that next week and get some more of these individuals and teams to advance further into the uh, postseason. Yeah, hopefully we have a lot more to talk about as we go into the postseason. We're on here for a while. So, yeah, good luck to all our Tigers this week. And uh, and thank you, Jason, for, for the podcast today. Absolutely. That is Assistant Athletic Director Eric Fry here on the Weekly 80 Podcast here on LovelandTigers.org. I'm Jason Griefer. Thank you so much for joining us here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.